Hello, uh, this is Vincent from the Great British Drafting Show. Um, every week we are going to be doing a podcast to talk you through the 2020 NFL Draft class and what it means for the Carolina Panthers. I will be joined every week by Ollie, my co-host, um, and we will go through talking about what matters at each position, uh, where the Panthers stand in terms of current players and, and what their potential options might be going into free agency a little bit, and then also what's important to that position generally when looking for prospects and what the 2020 draft class has to offer. We will be going through each position, group uh, one by one in the build up to the draft um, as that it looks to be a major part of how the Panthers go about this rebuild that we've heard so much about. Anyway, I uh, hope you enjoy this podcast, whatever you're listening to, and give us a try. We are quite good. The Great British Drafting Show, available on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Cut that out. Edit, edit. So, let's start right now. Josh, stop smiling and laughing at me. It's been a while, so I'm a little rusty. Uh, the Panthers, they're coming and going, but our roster is just the same. You got Kelly Bardick from WCCB. That's me. Long time offensive lineman for the Carolina Panthers and the NFL, Kevin Donnelly, and on the defensive line, Mr. Al Wallace. This is the Carolina line. Hey, guys. I missed you. Did you miss me? It has been a long time. It's been a while. It's been a, it's been a while. It's yes. been a long time. Haven't but seen we're the back. faces. We're back. Glad to be back. Glad to be talking Panthers football. So many changes. A lot of oh things going on. Oh, yeah. We got, we're we're going to go in depth, too, right? Yeah. We're going to talk some of the roster and, and where we are right now. Uh, it's gonna be a fun podcast. Yeah, it definitely to talk has about. not been a boring off season. No. This off season has just been boom, boom, boom. The latest news, of course, is the trade with the Chargers that won't be officially official until the new league year begins on March 18th. But Trey Turner gone and Russell Okung is here. What do you guys think when you heard that news? Well, I'll tell you, um, it, it's it's tough to lose a five-time Pro Bowl guard. That's but the nasty dog you guys love. I know, I know, but. You know what? It's it's part of the theme for Matt Rule and where this team's going. They're they're going to bring in their guys, um, and I think important connection with Russell Okung is the fact that being with the Chargers and being with the coach that's out there, Pat Myers was right. the O line coach there for three seasons. So there's a relationship there, mm-hmm. and I think Al can talk about this also. You know, um, bringing in a player that's been with a coach before um, that is now in that room and can be another coach that's in the locker room and on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like, okay, we've, we've done a good job now of setting left tackle, but now there's a, a glaring weakness at guard. So, um, and, and, you know, with Russell Kuhn, the, the contract will be over next year, so that gets off the books a little bit quicker. If you're looking for cap space for 2021 and beyond, right. uh, you would have had to wait an extra year for Trey Turner with two years on, on that contract. So, you know, there's a lot of good, a lot of bad through all this trade, but you, you can see what they're doing is they're shoring up the left tackle for one year. Right. Whoever's at quarterback is going to need some protection, yeah. and that's been a glaring weakness. You want them to stay alive. Um, but I think the bigger <laughs> factor um, is really getting someone in there that, that's been with that offensive line coach at another destination. Now they're here together and can really be another voice for that that coach in there for when they're in the locker room and guys have questions about assignments or mm-hmm. techniques or different things he's trying to do. And then also on the field, you know, yeah. hey, 
Russell, get up there, demonstrate what I like, you know, for a set. Demonstrate the footwork for, you know, doing the combo block, you know, things like that. It's just um, having that really helps that room adjust to a brand new coach. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's a big change. I think you you swap one veteran guy. I mean, pro bowlers. Okung did miss 10 games last year, uh, had a pulmonary embolism uh, from non-football related injury, but he came back with six games left. And he didn't give up a yeah. sack, gave up one pressure for yeah. those six games down the stretch. So he's a really athletic guy. Um, I think he may have been in, what, six overall pick. Yeah. Uh, so he's a really good football player. And for me, when I look at offensive linemen and the value, sorry, Kevin, I know you're an interior guy, but that left <laughs> tackle is pretty important. Right. No, you know? I would and, completely agree. Yeah, and, and they, they drafted, you know, Little, Greg Little, last year, and you know he – Missed 12 games. So they're going to try to get a veteran in there. He's familiar with Pat Myers, and you're right. I I came here in 2002. Uh, Mike Turgovac was my D-line coach when I was with the Philadelphia Eagles. Really got my start. Really taught me how to be a pro and how to play the game. And it makes the world a difference. You speak their language already, and it's about trust. No matter where you play, what the position is, it's about trust. And I think Pat Myers, when they were asked about this trade, when he was, I bet you he pounded his fists on the table. This is a guy we can trust, we can count on keeping our quarterback, whoever that's going to be, upright uh, come the fall. So I, I think it's a, a good trade. We're, we're all going to push against change, and it's a lot of change happening for the Panthers this offseason, but it's part of, of what they're going to do. They're going to break this thing all the way down to bare bones, and then they're going to try to build it back up. Well, and I can add exactly what you're saying about coming in here um, and being someone that the coach can trust mm-hmm. because I came from the Miami Dolphins where Paul Boudreaux was the offensive line coach. He was hired here in 2001 Boudreaux. and brought me – Boudreaux, Paul Boudreaux. Boudreaux. He's a great offensive line coach. Is he from Louisiana? I don't know. With a name like that, he's got to be. The thing is, though, thing is, no, the name might be, but I know he's from the Northeast, like the Boston area, um, because he had the accent to back it up. But he was a really good offensive line coach, but was signed here uh, by George Seifert to be the offensive line coach here. And uh, I was a free agent, so he brought me in. You know, I was an aging offensive lineman, but I got three seasons here. A but veteran really, off-season lineman. Yes, uh, season. I had a lot of good experience. Sorry. But I, it's just what Al was saying. I, I knew the terminology he was going to try and incorporate into the offense. And, you know, there's times in that locker room where you absolutely need – uh, a voice that's almost defending the coaches because mm-hmm. when it's a new staff and there are some going to have to be some holdover players, mm-hmm. how do you get them on board? And yeah. sometimes during those meetings, it can be tough. They can be on you to, to get the best out of you or they're confused or they don't quite understand the concepts or techniques the coach is trying to tell them. You got to have a guy in that locker room that's like, hey, I've been with this coach. Trust me, you know, he's a great coach. It's going to work out down the line. Have a little patience. I, I can help you with this. Yeah, it was hard to understand in the meeting. Let me tell you how I break this thing down so it works for me and I understand the concept. And just some of those things can help out the buddies around you. Um, they're in that room with you and you got to go to work with on Sunday afternoons. Even little things, I would think, just the, the language that the coach uses. Because the new coach comes in, he has his own. You're kind of doing the same the same things, but it's a different wording, different language, kind of a translator. That's the be. best way to describe it. I mean, all the coaches have, you know, different way of describing a technique or, mm-hmm. or uh, an alignment and an assignment. So the, the quicker you can learn that new language, you know, then everybody can get on the same page. So it'll be some of that. That's part of OTAs and mini camps, mm-hmm. some of that transition when you bring those new guys in, obviously the the draft picks and the free agents, it's completely new for them. But if you can bridge that gap 
like Kevin is talking about, and you have a veteran in there that can kind of translate for you. I mean, you think about what, 10 guys in a room at a position, you need one guy to kind of <laughs> be an assistant teacher there, yeah. a, a helper to help you uh, kind of, you know, communicate to the rest of the guys. So I, I think this is going to work out. I'm not as shocked as I know maybe the fan base is. I think it's just one more piece of the puzzle where we're seeing those names and those faces on this roster disappear and we're just we don't know what to do we're all going to panic yeah. uh, because we don't know the guys anymore but i think it's going to work out i think they're doing a good job it's going to be ugly it's going to be lean they're going to have to break it down um but we're going to see some new faces it's going to be competitive we're going to bring some guys in that fit their skill uh, you know their scheme how hard would it be for greg little to move inside I think I think it'd be i think it's going to be difficult yeah. i think the knock on him coming out of college was his physicality um and, you know, it's definitely something that, you know, was his first year. You're just trying to get your, you know, an understanding of the game and, and the speed that it's played at. But, unfortunately, his was cut so short. Only really got to play in four games. Concussions. Had two concussions, yeah. which is a big concern because yeah. two in one season. Um, within a few weeks, it seemed, right? Yeah, it was. And they always gave him ample time to, to recover. Mm -hmm. um, they didn't ever rush him back, which is a smart thing to do. But then having a second one. Um, it really curtailed that that yeah. rookie season, so we really don't know what he's going to bring to the table. Right. Um, there's really some things you saw that w that were some pretty good things, but really, there's not enough there to really analyze and say, okay, this is a guy we can move forward with. So I can see why bringing in a left tackle first and foremost, you know, at least you got Moten and and Okung, and you know, you can fill in some pieces in the middle. Mm -hmm. You're going to be with Paradis because of signing him just last year. Um, but, you know, as we look at the, the roster a little bit, it's – I don't think the solution at guards there, uh, it's going to be up to Dennis Daly or Greg Little. Uh, some of these younger guys are going to have to fill in or they're going to have to get some other pieces. Mm -hmm. um, on defense, they added a piece yesterday. I guess he made it official signing the contract today. But defensive end Chris Smith spent last year with Cleveland. Um, what, played in nine games. Tragic year for him, yeah. heartbreaking year. Just all the stuff that happened. His his uh, girlfriend passed away tragically. Um, but he's a North Carolina guy, West Rowan Falcons. West Rowan, that's yeah. right. He's back. What do you think about him? I just think it's depth. I mean, yeah. you, you need it was those. A need they yeah, to you address. need those those pass rushers, and a lot of guys left. I mean, you look at last year's roster with so many one-year contract guys and, and, and that list of guys like Bruce Irvin and Gerald McCoy that are not going to be there. You need to bring some some depth to that position. Guys that can maybe, uh, like myself, play on special teams, really versatile, athletic, big guys that can run, that can spell your starter. So I, I think this is a good pickup. We'll see a lot more of that as free agency kicks off. You'll see them start to fill these gaps. They may not be the big names, but it's going to be a bunch of role players, and you need a bunch of those guys if you're talking about a 53-man roster. So I think, you know, Browns uh, Smith is going to be one of those guys that they can uh, absolutely bring in that's going to be a contributor. Definitely depth. You know, he's had six seasons in the NFL, just eight and a half sacks, mm -hmm. uh, 68 tackles. Are some of the numbers that he's There's posted? No, Al during. Wallace out there. No, we'll see. <laughs> it's depth, we'll see. but I mean, Al mentioned it. You know, I, I think, you know, we can kind of start with with defense because I think it's a good point to really look. You know, as we're getting ready to do free agency, uh, obviously, and then we'll move on to the draft. Where do we stand right now with this Carolina Panthers team? And let's let's start with the defensive front. 
all right, you know, with guys like Wes Horton retires. Right. And like you said, Mario is, is free agent, probably won't be back. Bruce Irvin, the same for him. So you're looking at edge guys. You know, to me, I'm penciling in right now at defensive end. If they go a four-man scheme, it, it probably is Brian Burns and, and right now a Chris Smith inside, F.A. Abada and Kwan Short. So that, that's, that's your defense. That's what you've got on the roster yeah. um, right now. That's your four up front. Al? F.A. inside. I think you have to. I, I don't know where the other – I know Don Terry Post still on the roster, but I feel like that's going to be a cap casualty. Right. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah, they're not going to pick like up that nine, option. Mm-hmm. 9.8 or something like that. Yeah. And um, When does all that happen? When, new with league year? New league year. Like, yeah. yeah, we're not picking you up. Yep. Yep, okay. you got to move on. It's, it's time to go. I mean – Kyle Love is, is another guy that's on that list. The interior defensive linemen are – I mean, it's been decimated. And you, you haven't drafted enough guys, in my opinion, or you didn't bring in enough guys that were on uh, long enough contracts that you're going to be able to bolster that. I mean, it's – You, you mentioned gonna, Gerald McCoy yeah. and Vernon Butler, too. So, it's – there's nothing there. Yeah. if I think if you look at snap shares for those guys that we just named, I mean, it's going to be 90% of them. Um, especially with the injuries, the KK short. F.A. Obata's the guy that bulked up and he was able to play some five technique in that 3-4 scheme. Now, will he be able to line up at a three technique? And if they motion, he's going to be able to slide down and play a nose? I mean, that's going to be tough. Not because he's not big enough or strong enough. He definitely has the motor, but um, just body type. He's long. Mm -hmm. He is long to be down there where that fight happens in a phone booth. It is Mm -hmm. compact. So, I don't want to be down there. I, I, I'm not ashamed to say that. I have no business down in a in a zero in and in over the nose guard, uh, over the center playing nose guard. It's just it's it's a different type of animal that belongs down there. It's Don Terry Poe, a Gerald McCoy guy. So it's going to be they got to we know they're going to do it right. We're sitting here. It's March 5th. We're speculating about the roster. They're going to fill these holes. But right now when we're doing this exercise. I mean, it, it looks scary <laughs> at the guys that you have. To well, yeah. keep it in mind with when, when we talk a little free agency and we talk draft. Okay, there, there's a definite need on the D line. Yes. Check. <laughs> yeah. So let's go linebacker. So <laughs> I think right off the bat, you're thinking Shaq's moving the middle, right? Yeah. yeah. Then your other backers could probably be Jermaine Carter, Carter. possibly Andre Smith slash Christian Miller. Yeah. There's. You know, it's a good young player. Kind of had him in a different role last year. Does he go back to full-time linebacker? I, Christian I, Miller? Christian Miller. He'll take anything. He just wants to get out there yeah, on the field. Yeah. yeah. And he's he's an athlete. You know, he got he a little is. dinged up. I'm wondering if being in space is maybe better position for him than, than being a rush player on that outside. Yeah, it's – it's one thing to be a, a linebacker, and I know he did some of that at, at Alabama, and you can stand up and you drop, but I've, I was a guy that tried to convert from a, a defensive end to a linebacker, and, and to this day, every time Ron we Rivera? see Ron Rivera, <laughs> he tells the story, and it was awful. So to move back off the line of scrimmage, but he which he will have to do. College, right? He did, yeah. yeah. But it was more on ball, on the line of scrimmage, kind of outside linebacker, stand up. Uh, off the ball, three, four yards, reading guards, reading, you know, run flow. That's going to be difficult. That's a totally different skill set. And I'm not saying he can't do it. He's extremely athletic. I think he had a good showing for his rookie season last year. Slowed a little bit by injury. But this is it's going to be interesting to find out, you know, where he fits now in a in a 4-3 defense because I think this, this team is going back and forth, right? You got rid of some all the 4-3 guys. You bring in this – 
this three is four three personnel, and now you're kind of moving back to it. And guys like Brian Burns and Christian Miller are going to get caught up in it, where they're going to be asked to put their hands on the ground. And in Christian Miller's case, back up off the line of scrimmage and play linebacker. So it's, I mean, I can't wait to see. We won't know until they put it on pads, but shorts will tell the difference. You're going to have to learn. Learn new positions, learn how to see football in different different eyes. Go back to Brian Burns. So, in his position, can you explain what the difference is playing in a three four and a four three? None for Brian Burns. None for None. Brian Go, Burns. Yeah. Okay, I thought you just Tr- Christian Miller. He's if so I don't Christian think they're going to put him down at defensive end. Right. Four three more of a linebacker. Type. He's going to be some type of linebacker. Maybe in an under front where you're going to have four defensive linemen and a linebacker that's walked up on the line of scrimmage for a total of five defensive, um, five linemen on the on the scrimmage there. Um, but for Brian Burns, see ball, get ball. It's right. easy. You can overcomplicate it if you want to, but they'll never ask Brian Burns to do anything but chase quarterbacks and stop the run on his way to the quarterback. Because he's great at That's it. That's what you do. Okay. A so pass rusher, yeah, his All only right. rule is to get the quarterback, and if he can help you on the run on the way to the quarterback, sounds great to me. Just <laughs> yeah. need him to his keep, job is keep the speed, but get some more, get be some able more to LBs up. on yeah, there. He's got to get a little up. bit bigger probably to, yeah. to be a, a true defensive end as opposed to a, a rush defensive end. Mm-hmm. On a three-four scheme, where you're just trying to get to the quarterback, I, yeah. I think that's doable. He's a great athlete. Um, mm-hmm. He's going to do great things. But linebackers, do you feel good about it? I, Maybe a little bit better than what the D line is right now. Probably. I mean, it's just going to be good about different Shaq. Shaq, yeah. without Luke there. I think I it's just hard to imagine because you see how much he's a coach on the field, you know. And I, we haven't seen Shaq in that role. No, and, and we've seen a little bit of it. You can little, see him more yeah. vocal out there. I think you know, as he gets older in the league, he's able to kind of see things and decipher them. Now it helps to have Luke Keekley out there in your ear and, and coaching you. But who's going to be that guy? I mean, we've seen Jermaine Carter kind of take Luke's place when he's not been in that lineup and, and be the guy in the middle. But I agree, Kevin. I think um, Shaq Thompson, they got the new contract done before the season was over. He's a guy that you're going to have to stick in the middle. He's now your leader on that defense. He's the elder statesman at linebacker, and he's going to have to run this thing. It is now his, his defense. defense. And it's I his think, defense. I think he'll embrace it. I think when you have someone like Luke yeah. next to you and then Thomas before, you, you, can't, embrace, you, you can't embrace that because yeah. it was theirs. Yeah. You, you, know? you always – you know, for a while you're the the third guy. You defer to those guys, yeah. and then then Davis moves on. So then you're the second guy. Everybody's and, coming to defer um, to you now. You know, it, it feels like he wanted to to step up to a bigger leadership role, and you know, it seems like uh, the staff trusted him enough to to give him that contract to mm-hmm. keep him locked in, and it was right. a good thing because with who knows what predicament we're in if they don't lock him up. Because um, right now you look at it, Andre Smith's not had a ton of reps, mm-hmm. so really at third linebacker spot between Christian and Andre Smith. Jermaine Carter, you can pencil in there, I think, is the other linebacker. So, you know, right now, linebacker's another position you're going to have to fill some pieces on. Let's talk a little about secondary. Wait, that's one more thing with linebacker. <laughs> one more thing before we go well, you're there. You're trying to avoid secondary because this <laughs> is going to get – One more thing, please. please. <laughs> it's going to get sketchy. I here. think with Shaq, I think something that – I know he's not the linebacker's coach, but they brought Al Holcomb in to be like defensive run – Stop coordinator. Run coordinator. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's the one that was there when Shaq was drafted. So that's one of his guys. Yeah. Um, and he, you know, he, I think that's going to be good. I know he's not in that room particularly, but I think that'll be a big help too, just for Shaq to have someone, yeah. someone that he is, knows and is, can trust to go to if he has something that he needs to. Well, I've heard 
nothing but great things about Coach Holcomb. Yeah, and me too. what a big loss it was when he left mm -hmm. um, yeah. with the other staff to go out to Arizona. Mm -hmm. Having him back, I think, is a huge coup because he's got NFL experience. There's not a lot of guys on, on the, the staff, staff that have that. Yeah. And uh, to be able to come in here with NFL experience and, and be a guy on that defense and being the run game like the defensive kind of run game coordinator yeah. on that side, you're going to work with all those Everybody. guys. Yeah. Even the, the safeties, you mm -hmm. know, where they fit in with this thing to stop in the run because you're going to have to have eight guys down there sometimes. And, you know, Eric Reed, great tackler, great guy in the box. So mm -hmm. he's going to have his hand in the, the secondary also. But Speaking um, of the secondary. You know, What's going let's rip on? the Band-Aid off. Let's do okay, it. Okay, well, listen, if, if Bradbury's not around, they don't franchise mm. him, they don't reach some kind of agreement, it doesn't look like that's going to happen because it seems like it's going to be a really high figure and they don't want to tie up a lot of cap space. Understandably, when you're part of a rebuild, but right now your corners, when I'm just looking at the roster that we have now, you're looking at Dante Jackson, who got benched during the year, and Corn Elder. So those, that's who you're going to town with, with Michael Thomas – Evans, Mike Evans, Julio, <laughs> and a whole vast array of other really good receivers for those teams in your division. And then safety, you got Colin Jones is probably your free. And then Eric Reed, the one guy you can keep in, you knew from last year that you can really count on. Mm -hmm. So it's, and I bring that up because again, in free agency, they're going to have to fill some of these pieces. You know, they're not going to break the bank for a big, huge free agency signing if they're in a build mode. You know, it's, they can get a good young player at a reasonable contract or that second wave of free agency or the draft. So, because later on, I want to see, you know, we go to pick first round. I don't want to know your pick, but I want to know what position. <laughs> All right? Because we, we've spelled some definite need on D-line, linebacker, yeah. and especially in the secondary. I mean, it's I, – I think – I think uh, that James Bradbury is one of the most important pieces, uh, commodities this defense had because of his skill set and because of the things you talked about, Kevin, with the wide receivers that you're going to compete against twice a year in the division alone. And I thought uh, what he was able to do this year, and he cooled off a little bit, started hot, had a, a bunch of interceptions early in the season, season but um, I think he's a guy that's going to ask for a ton of money. Um, we, we also have to factor in your coach is, is you know, up the highway in, with the Washington Redskins. They could use a cornerback. Uh, Norman's not there anymore. So it's there's going to be a lot of reasons why he would go somewhere else. Um, but there are also a thousand reasons why uh, Matt Rule, this coaching staff, Marty Herney, need to think about how valuable a guy like James Bradbury could be in this division and shutting down some of the elite receivers. Now, there are going to be talented guys on the free agent market. Um, A.J. Bouye uh, in Jacksonville, you know, they're moving away from him. He is I – mean, he's a Pro Bowl caliber corner. I mean, you're going to have to spend some money to be able to stop these receivers. But if you're in a rebuild – I mean, you're going to let it – yeah, how important is it? And, and that's that's the game you're going to play all season until they start plugging in some of these holes. How valuable is it? For me, I think on the defensive end, um, side of the ball, I should say, James Bradbury for me is the, should be the top priority because if you can't stop these receivers, and um, you know, they're going to light you up. <laughs> Whether it's Jameis back in Tampa, whoever mm -hmm. it is, Bruce Arians, I mean, you, you know, Sean Payton's going to do his thing. They are going to light Brees you is up. Still here. Drew Brees is coming back. <laughs> well, he'd be licking this, his chops to play yeah. this team. Yeah, with those two corners that you just talked about, one guy that was benched and one guy that's just really struggled since he got here to try to find a role at, at slot corner. Just think about it. The Panthers weren't rebuilding this year, but when they didn't bring Josh Norman back, 
you saw what that did to that secondary. Mm-hmm. They, I mean, that they needed him. Um, and that, yeah. Then they drafted Bradbury, right? And he was a rookie that year. The next mm-hmm. year, they yeah. gave him number twenty-four. Gave him number right twenty-four. Yeah. I remember Josh was like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. And that's a good point, it's, Kelly. It's a, such an important role, and you don't hear about it a lot if he's doing his job. Right, because the quarterbacks aren't throwing it that way, right? And things like that. So it's well, and it's a good point. You know, it's Marty is still with this this team, and he knows these players inside and out. And sometimes, just because you want to make some changes and bring in a new culture and and start this process of rebuilding, doesn't necessarily mean you know, you, you got to keep some pieces yeah. um, mm-hmm. because it's not always better to to let them go. We we've seen that happen with with Josh Norman. You know, he didn't have a great career with the Redskins, but man, he the fit he had down here and the way he was looked at in the locker right. room and, and how he played and the swagger that he brought to the defense. Like, it was a good mix. It was, it And was. then that mix never really was able to be, you know, Can't recreated. Recapture, yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes it's we, it's the ultimate team game. We yeah. say it over and over. That it's how the parts all come together. Exactly. Mm-hmm. There's a there's another piece in that secondary, and it, for me it's, it's Trey Boston. Mm-hmm. What he brings to the table, not just on the field, but the emotion, the – that thing, that it factor we talk about with Josh Norman, this team, that defense, the secondary looked different when he was out there. Mm-hmm. The bravado, the confidence, the things he brought to the table, perfect, absolutely not. But I think he is another valuable asset that you can stick back there with Eric Reed. Of course, they're two veteran guys. They're getting up there in years. But I thought they had a productive uh, 2019. And, and, and these guys, uh, if you can find a way to bring them back and it's um, – you know, cap friendly, then you try to keep some of those pieces because completely wiping the table. I mean, that we, no one wants could, to see there that. There could be three new starters back there. could be three there. new starters back there. So it's just, it's going to be tough. I, you know, for me, the emotional leader of that side of the ball, once Thomas Davis left, was Trey Boston, yeah. and he was just totally. here for the one year. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think some guy, Trey, I heard him on WFNZ. If Cam's not coming back, you know he he said that's still a question. So do I want do I want to play for a team where Kyle Allen is? I think there's so many questions, and it's not just from us on the outside looking in. It's from the players on the on the inside or yeah. on that roster that you know the free agent bubble. That it's I mean everybody's just kind of what's going on, you know? Because that you know it kind of hints at Trey Turner, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know it was it was there's some rumors he was making a request to have his contract extended or a new contract yeah. and get paid more. And really is that just a smoke screen to get out of here? Cause mm-hmm. he can read the writing on the wall. Um, I mean, these guys, it, they want to win. Yeah. I mean, he's going on year six, right? If mm-hmm. I'm, I'm correct. And so mm-hmm. um, for him, he's in a good prime part of his career, go somewhere else um, and see what you can do out there. Now the chargers, you know, no quarterback right now. So the, but there's some other good pieces on that team, so right. it's it's not in a full rebuild mode. But let's flop over to offense a little bit. All right, let's I, we go. gave some depressing news on defense. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I think there's some at least bright spots on offense. Okay. Um, let's start with O line first. You got the two tackles locked in, and I think Russell Okun's going to be a very productive player for you, and Taylor Moten. It's a good start. That's a good start. Not much needs to be said there. I think. Those tackles will protect Thank whoever. Thank goodness for Taylor Moten, right? What's that? Thank Mi- goodness for Taylor Mr. Moten. Consistency, yeah. He is miss. He's like Mister Reliable, but on the O line. Yeah, yep. it's it, and to me, you you know, my formula is, you, I want three out of five guys up there ass kickers, and I think we got two tackles that can be. All right. And that have showed they are. Okay. Now you got some interior problems because it doesn't look like they're probably bringing Daryl Williams back. He was a free agent. 
Um, Matt Paradis is signed at center. They're probably going to keep him around because of the, the contract and the cap hit mm-hmm. and all that. Um, so you're going to be with him and hopefully in the second year more comfortable and maybe a new system will help him out. Um, we could see a big jump in his play, and I'm hoping for that. I'm, a, I'm an optimist. But the guard position, you know, right now you're looking at you're probably putting in there Dennis Daly or Greg Little competing for one position, and then you got some kind of veteran backup guys uh, like a, a Tyler Larson. Uh, that could be the other guard. So, uh, you know, there's just – you, you the can hide – center too, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so, you, you can hide maybe one guy, but I, I think that, you know, you're going to see Greg Van Roten is going to get signed somewhere else. He was a very good, yes. solid player that knew what very he was good. doing. So good. Um, underrated a little bit. Um, but, you know, I think that offensive line, there's, there's going to be a lot of work needed there. And we said – a lot of people said after the offseason, like, we got to start with the trenches. And so we, we kind of highlighted what the D-line looks like. There are also problems in the secondary and defense. But the O-line, you're going to need a player up there. But do you draft that position first? I don't know. It's, there's not a lot of depth there. Yeah. Have we undervalued interior offensive linemen? I mean, I feel like and – I, and I can't pull the names right now in my head. I feel like we've had two or three superior – guards that have been really good for one or two years and then they're off in free agency and Andrew Norwell Norwell mm-hmm. like we just we miss those guys yeah. and, and they're he was undrafted they're the guy all of the all of them are undrafted Van Roten's undrafted right? guy also so they're they're tough they're physical they're consistent um we know how important it is to protect the quarterback straight up the a gaps up the middle of the field and those guys are they're leaving this organization. They're growing up here and then they're, they're packing their up, bags yeah. and we're sending them growing off up, getting to trained be and paid and successful somewhere else. Yeah. So I, I just think the interior offensive line is undervalued. I mean, obviously with the the edge rushers, I'm biased obviously on the outside. You need some athletes um at the tackle position, but you know, I think Paradis struggled just because it was just a First year guy, right? Coming off of a lower leg injury in mm-hmm. Denver, new system, new city, all those things coming together. You struggle a lot a of different bit. quarterbacks. So now you put yeah. yeah a lot of them. <laughs> so now you put all those guys with two two second year guys next to them. Just pencil them in the, the roster that we have now. Yeah, that's you, you got to do something. So well, between Dennis Daly. <laughs> Tyler Larson, I'm confident he can get in there and play. Yeah, he's a vet. Between Dennis Daly, the undrafted, he was undrafted at South Carolina. Six round, six rounder. Oh, six rounder. I'm sorry. And Greg Little, who who do you like better, Daly? I like Daly. I like Daly. Yeah. See, maybe that's because he was. We didn't get to see. I mean, maybe if Greg was in there and didn't get the Mm -hmm. concussions, we would have seen it. Yeah, I just haven't seen enough. Enough. And and the number of snaps that uh, you know Dennis Daly was able to get. You know, I saw a little dog in there. I saw yeah. a little fight, and I like that. I appreciate that. It's what I loved about Trey Turner, that uh, he's a little scrappy. He wasn't going to be pushed around. Even as a rookie, you saw him go out there and take gas. Yep, he's just all over the place. So, I like him. I think if they were to battle head-to-head, and, and Kevin talked about it early, in little, comes in, yep, little, <laughs> little comes into the NFL kind of with that. You know, the dog and kind of under that he's not too. very physical. So yeah. how I think I think yeah, yeah Daly has that age and uh, edge and physicality. But maybe Greg Little, you know, hopefully the best is yet to come with him. Right, let's hope so. Yeah, you feel like with Daly too, he's got to have a lot of confidence coming in as a rookie, six round pick. 
being forced to play multiple positions because of injuries. And Start multiple you gotta, positions, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> you walk out of there thinking, I you know, I, it, it gives you a huge amount of confidence mm-hmm. going in the offseason because you know what you need to work on. Right. You know what you can mm-hmm. get better. Um, you're going to get a fresh start with the new offensive line coach here. I think um, they want to keep guys that are on first contracts um, because of the salary cap situation. It's just not paying them a whole lot of money, especially six-round pick. I think they're going to give that guy every chance they can to, to help him be successful and, and develop as a guard and be a guy that I mean, he can be here in year three, four, and five for when, for when we hope – this team is winning at a consistent level. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, the good news is I think there's still some real talent at the skill positions. We can all agree on that. DJ Moore coming back, Curtis Samuel. um, You know, we lose Chris Hogan uh, as a wide receiver with his contract being up. Um, So if you had to go three wides, hey, we're putting in my man, Brandon Zilstra. Yeah. (laughs) Eight catches on the year. So you just didn't get a lot of opportunities. But that just shows you where we're at wide receiver-wise. But when thinking he did, you made the most of yeah, them. Yeah, and, it, you know, that's something to think about with assembling this roster. There's definitely another need for depth and a, and a third quality piece. you got to have three really good guys in the NFL because uh, you just run that personnel so much. Yeah, I mean, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel alone, I mean, that's enough to, have, you know, make you giddy that those guys can continue to get better. Um, DJ Moore has proved that. You know, he can be elite in this league. Uh, he's going to continue to get better. It's pretty tough with the quarterback situation. I think we've pounded that home enough. And then the guy I'm excited to see is Ian Thomas. I mean, we know Greg's going out west. He's going to Seattle in the Pacific Northwest. He's going to play, play with Russell, Russell Wilson. Um, get old Russell. And, and God bless him. That do. gives him a good no, chance. good for you Greg. Know, it really is. Yeah. I hope I – hope. I'm never. Pull, I don't want to pull for the Seahawks, and I never will. I but I can pull for Greg. I'm going to pull for Greg. I hope I he he's going to get a ton Eight of balls. Catches a yeah. game, bunch Just of touchdowns, balls out and but says, they don't win. I still yeah. got it. Don't win. Yeah. So he, he, you know, Ian Thomas is a guy. I mean, Chris Manhurts is going to be your your in line blocking tight end. Uh, but I think Ian Thomas, when he's had an opportunity, and, and just like Shaq Thompson, I think sometimes you need the veterans in front of you to move out of the way before you can shine a little bit. And when he's had his opportunity and not have to look for 88 coming off the sideline, he's been really productive. Now, consistency is the key. That's something mm-hmm. he hasn't done. But a lot of that is just being in and out of the lineup right. because you have a, a future Hall of Famer on the roster. When you, you know a team's counting on you, yeah. I think that has yeah. to do something to your mental You're the guy. Psyche. Yeah. It does. It does. Uh, absolutely. And you feel with Joe Brady, young guy, innovative, yeah. did such wonderful things at LSU. Mm-hmm. You feel like he's going to find ways to get these guys the ball in really good situations yeah. to make some dynamic plays. Yeah. It's just who's going to be throwing to them. Yeah. We know who's going to run it. We don't have to talk about and Christian details, McCaffrey. details. Because Christian McCaffrey, I hear rumors of trade and all this stuff. I'll put that to rest. Listen, this is Matt Rule kind of guy. Um, he takes care of his body. He's into nutrition. He's into the analytics. He's into sports science. Everything, yeah, everything of, about it. It's he's like a robot. Arts. He is. He's a he's a guy that um, eats, drinks, sleeps, breathes football. Uh, he's young. He's avoided injury because he knows how to take tackles, how to get down, Elusive, yep. fight for the yards that he can fight for. Um, he's just been so dynamic. Had an incredible season last year, an all timer. Uh, to me, it's really the talk just goes around the quarterback situation, and none of us really know how that's going to pan out because you know Will Greer, Kyle Allen, Cam Newton. That's who we got right now. The the draft is coming up. Free agency is coming up. Do they bring a veteran? Do they draft a guy? 
so much speculation. This I is a great Cam's part Instagram of this year. Today, yeah. so I don't know the list. I know. I mean, he, he it's hilarious. Back, he, he wants to be back. Bad, yeah. I think he has something to prove, and we've all been there. We talked about our time on injured reserve and kind of watching the season unfold from a distance, the the way it's set up. It gets you in there and out of there, kind of around the guys who are playing. So I think he wants to be back. He has something to prove. And I'm actually surprised that he hasn't taken the stance where he's like, I, I want out of here. I think it's under a rebuild and with this team not committing. You know, I, I thought his ego for me would take such a hit that he would just say, hey, trade me, get me out of here. But – Maybe he, he has loves said Charlotte. That. How do we know he hasn't we, said that? Hey, he, to the, to the he public, he's be being here. the good guy. He's like, I want to be back. Let them be the bad guy. You know, because every true. time they split, somebody's got to be the bad guy. That's Matt true. Rule's not going to be the bad guy because he didn't say, yes, he's going to be my starting quarterback. I mean, he said, I'd love to coach Cam. It's, it's so, so would I. How you just listen to how they talk. It's it's just perfection so, at dancing around. And it's going to be here a while. And it's going to yeah. be, it'll be Tepper. Yeah. It's going to be here a while because you, you can't cut him while he's hurt without settling with him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's going to have to prove that he's healthy enough to, to play and cl- pass the physical, do those type of things. Right. And if he's so not. So it's going to be something that's on the minds. And, mm-hmm. you know, they get to start their offseason, I believe, two weeks sooner when with you get a coach. brand new coach. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so he could be in the building even sooner. He's been in the building. I know he's working out yeah. hard. He's it, it, whether he's but in he Atlanta or does, here, he's yeah. doing, and that's not ever been a question. Mm-mm. And it's the one we can't ever answer is, you know, is there a second coming of Cam and has a great run and he's passed this this setback, or is this something that because of all the pounding he's had over the years that it's just there's another injury waiting to happen? Yeah, because there's a difference between just being physically healthy and not injured your body parts are functioning as they should but football health is something completely different you know what does that arm strength look like uh you know what it how prone is he to re-injuring the foot or the shoulder all those things won't be known until september you got to play football he's not going to get touched in the preseason you wouldn't dare after this past preseason put him on the field so it's going to be a regular season game. You're going to have to commit to him to figure out if he's healthy enough to lead the team. And by healthy enough, able to get the ball downfield to the talented guys we talked about, uh, able to be Cam Newton and run the ball, be physical, get those dirty yards that we've been accustomed to, especially in his MVP system season. So it is – they won't know. It's a long process. you got to wait till September. Real football is the only way you're going to know if he's football healthy. Now, here in March – the doctor's going to give him the clearance, yeah, but I don't know that that's enough for Matt Rule, David Tepper, and those guys to fully commit to Cam Newton moving forward. Don't you think just man, these coaches might just want a fresh start? Yeah. You know what? Like, we love you, Cam. We're going to keep you around here because we need to make sure you're healthy. We want to get your, your trade value up. Um, it could be around camp time that they even have him on the roster. And, you know, another guy goes down on a team that's contending that suddenly his, his value mm-hmm. is very high. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a little bit of a, a wait, I think, on this decision where they're it's going to really end up. Right now but, they're kind of just stuck with them. They're stuck together, right? Yeah, but I know, I mean, I mean, Coach Rivera had to deal with all these questions for two years. You know, is he starting this week? Is he healthy enough? How's the shoulder? You know, mm-hmm. is the foot recovered? You know, and the, just every week it started with, with something with Cam, and it's it's got to wear on a coach that really they don't want those distractions. They don't want to have to talk about off-the-field stuff and health issues. They want to talk about the product on the field. Especially and, your first season as a head coach in the yeah. NFL. Yeah. 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 So, well. But, but back to Christian McCaffrey. If it's a rebuild, 
are you going to waste him on these years when you're losing? And by the time the whole team is good, is he going to be an old running back? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't. I, I think he's a generational talent. No doubt. I, no I, doubt. I, I did not think that. He's different. Yeah. yeah he's different. coming in. Special. I had my doubts like everybody else for probably all the wrong we- reasons like everybody else, but he's he's different. Because he was a white guy. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Haven't seen it. You all of us Prove that. it. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it's tough. It's tough to think that we're going to watch him. We talked about the offensive line. He's going to have to toil in this with this team while they go through some growing pains, and it it seems like a waste. But um, he's untradeable. I can't remember the report came out said he is one of the four untradeable people oh, okay. in the NFL. Can't I do did. it. I saw something yeah. like that. It There's came no out. way you can trade Christian McCaffrey because he is he is that big of a difference maker in, in the he's, NFL. He is. Yes, he's had a lot of carries, a lot of reps, right? We've known that and trying to keep his pitch count down. Mm-hmm. But he's avoided injury, even even small things that slow him down. He's he's not had those. So, yeah. to me, I'm wondering, you know, this guy's just one of those generational guys that maybe he can be productive for 10 years. Yeah. You know, maybe 8, 9, and 10 aren't like right. 3, 4, and 5. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think you have to look at him different with his first three seasons. Um and just the way he's played the game, way he's taking care of himself, that, you know, by his, his six, you know, if you do extend the contract and he's here for another three years after this one runs out, like he can be super productive in five, six, and seven. Like right. I don't see why that couldn't be possible. Other backs, um, you know, some bruising type of guys, guys that take really a lot of beating mm-hmm. and just always are getting hit awkwardly. You just, there's just something, there's something innate with Christian that he's able to mm-hmm. just avoid. It's that very martial arts that he does. So, I talked about it. How, it's so, so rare that you see him just get popped and yeah. you're like, right. Whoa, I might've seen is he one get up last year. One, that was about and it. you're like, yeah, is he going to get up from that? It just took one. And I remember the play cause we were sitting with each other. He got hit in the face. I mean, just, <laughs> yeah, just a good one. Somebody's tackling him from the back. A safety's coming up, and he gets popped. Mm-hmm. But he's rarely in that position. Uh, he's so subtle with his movements that he just slightly, you know, avoids that that big contact. And that's the thing that's, uh, you know, he's going to take with him. Now, as you get older, you're not able to – your reaction time, all those things. But he's so far from that. Right. And he's – I mean, he's a robot, man. He's, not, what at, he does. he's not at the yeah, end of his prime right now. At all. He's the he's Terminator running back. Yes. He trains, he prepares. He gets yards. Man. We've That's watched all he him does. get drafted and what his body looked like. The and ATM. then the guns grow, the, the quads grow. I mean, he's unbelievable. So the, a- the ATM that only ATM that only dispenses twenties and fifties. <laughs> That's right. You know, he's not getting those fives and tens. No. Oh, no. All right. So I've teased a little bit. We've talked about the position, gone through each of these, right? First round. You didn't talk about special teams. No, I didn't. But uh, there's a lot of big issues we need to cover. They're all all these I'm guys. I'm sorry, I was just all the guys that are on this list are special teamers. <laughs> you just pencil them in. And well, they, I'll say briefly, there'll be a good battle between Gano and Sly. Yeah, and one of those will be draft. I mean, uh, tradable. Tradable. Yeah, you'll I be just, able to get something because they're like both the fact great JJ kickers. Jansen's back. Like I don't know if he'll ever retire. You can't. If nope. I ever have a son, I Those want him to be snaps, a long snapper. If they're play that forever. perfect every time, yes. the way he's been doing yeah. it. it Keep him around forever. That one bad snap was not his fault. 
We're not drafting a long one of the snapper. Yeah, got this. Not yeah, it was. It got tipped. Who right. was that? Who was that guy? He put his uh, foot right in front of him. Anyway. Probably some stupid O lineman. Okay. Stupid O lineman. Who are you drafting in the first round? What position? Because we can't name players right now. We don't know how it's going to fall out, but there's all these areas. I'm of asking need. you guys. You're the experts. What, what, let me ask the questions, Kevin. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my instinct is to say, after looking at this, because I was so in favor of, man, Brown from from Auburn, right? Or mm. um, what, there's a great class of tackles, offensive tackles that you could take and have a guy for the next 10 years. But the more I see how many needs there are, I'm like, maybe things fall together where someone's really trying to get up in the you draft. Trade back. Trade back and get Nothing a couple of that. guys. Yes. And pick up. Because I'm seeing a, a real need on, you probably need another edge guy. You need a cornerback. You need an interior offensive line, and there's a lot of lot of needs. Yeah, I think you need I think you need a cornerback. I think you can do what you're supposed to with KK coming back healthy, uh, Brian Burns, Christian Miller, some of the guys. You got you obviously got holes to fill, but I'm gonna just go right back to James Bradbury and how important it is with as much passing that happens in this league with Michael Thomas and the yeah. rest of the guys that. You're absolutely going to have somebody um, to cover, and the way the season ended for Dante Jackson, I mean, you you hope he learns from that. You hope that was a dose of reality, and he doesn't lose any of the bravado, but works on his craft this this off season, understanding what he's going to face now, um, you know, moving forward. So for me, I mean, it seems like, uh, I mean, what about a guy like Jeff Okuda out of Ohio yeah, State? Yeah, agreed. I think. Oh my goodness. I think corner. I wouldn't have said that without looking at this roster the mm. way that we did and broke down all the positions, but I think defense has real needs. Mm -hmm. um, and one that's just glaring is that secondary. And so I think you got to, if you can get a corner and that gives you a chance to have a guy for five years back there getting him in the first round, um, that'll hit, that guy will be in his prime when it's time to, to hit this thing it's running. It's time to shine. Year three, you know, because I, I think we're all getting used to the fact it's rebuilding. I mean, this is a complete right. rebuild. Um, you're going to need guys that are going to be good and viable players when they're starting, you know, two more years from now. And it has to address the the way the game is going. It's a passing league. You want to be able to generate pass rush. I understand that. So Derek Brown's going to keep coming up. Um, can he play next to KK? We're going to keep hearing that. I'm a defensive lineman. Sounds good to me. Did not perform well at the combine, but it's going to be skill position. For me, it has to be the secondary. You got to get a corner. You got to get somebody that you can count on to take away a third of the field over there. If you can have the best D-line, a great D-line, but if that quarterback is still able to throw the ball. <laughs> to on these, time and on schedule, yes. Yeah, huge receivers out there. You got to have that corner. You got to have a shutdown corner. Or what's the point? Well, the good the good thing is we're picking pretty early second round. So where do you go second round? Then I think you start to address the big guys. I think if you can, you know, pick up some drafts along the way, there's still, uh, you know, going to be some some edge rushers that you talked about. Um, I know a guy like uh, was it Simmons out of Clemson just had a phenomenal combine. Uh, big, rangy outside linebacker. Still gone. not not sure. Yeah, yet. he's going to be gone. But I'm just saying, there's talent out there at linebacker. Um, and at and on the edge uh, for for the rushers, I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be it's going to be a lot of talent out there. And then that I think that's where you find 
your core players are going to be around six, seven years is in the the mid rounds. And Marty's done a great job yeah. knocking it out the park on the first round. That second through third, fourth round picks, rear, that's the meat on the bone. That's where you have to be successful. Yeah, yeah and I think – there's about five really good offensive tackles mm. in the draft. And so depending on how the draft goes, um, that could really be some offensive line help for you, picking it that early in the second round. And I think um, you can't go to sleep on possibly a wide receiver. Yeah. I don't know. We have Samuel and DJ, but. What about your guys' ultra? I know, but. But see, the the thing is, this is a really deep draft in wide receivers. There's a so ton of talent. A, that's the top head. And they may receivers. even be able to get a really good one in the yeah. third round. Mm-hmm. Um, but Joe Brady, whatever guy's throwing back there, you're going to have to have receivers out there that can get open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you, you know, that's just the, the meat of it. But I, I would suspect they go O-line um, or even another defensive position go D-line because it's – you can't start to get too involved with specialists. I, I agree with the corner in the yeah. first round, but you know we finished the last couple of seasons saying, "Man, we got to get better up front. We got to get better up front because no one else has a chance if we're not getting to the quarterback right. or protecting right. the quarterback." And, and I think we did when we sat here after free agency last year. We felt really good about the offense and defensive line replacing uh, Khalil with Paradis, bringing in Gerald McCoy. I mean, with you know his his resume. We felt really good about that being really solid up front on both both interior lines, and it just did not work out. I still think you have to have some skill guys out there and, um, you know, a big physical corner that can compete. I mean, if you can't, if you're not going to be able to uh, bring back James Bradbury, for me, it's the way to go. And receiver, 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 you need a bunch of those guys. And I don't think D.J. Moore – and and Curtis Samuel, they're not enough. I mean, we're we're kidding around about Zilstra, but you you need about three or more of those guys. Somebody you can throw at the slot. And I think, if I'm honest, I think both of those guys are slot receivers. And and I know maybe you guys haven't heard and seen dude. Steve Smith talk about yeah. you know DJ Moore and his thoughts. He kind of changed his tune about him, like he's not a number one guy. And I don't know if I'm going to go that far, but I think for a Maryland guy, yeah, not for a Maryland (laughs) guy. I will never turn my back on the Terps, but I think you can bring in, you can bring in some guys. Let's think about the trend in this division. You need those six, four guys that just, they're just going to catch a ton of balls. All right. So we think in second round, the the receiver Greg Olson's gone. And that was basically a receiver out there when he was healthy. Well, so we, we think in more O-line or we think in wide receiver second round. I like O-line. Right. I like, so I like there's a lot of good receivers, so probably third round go receiver. Still get a good one. All yeah. right, I think we can Three, go good. W R W R. So what about the fourth round? We got yeah, you gotta you gotta go back D tackle. I'm gonna fight for my D lineman now, so it's it's none on there on that list yet. And it's hard to get to the fourth round yeah. to address defensive front, you know. But it's that's the fact of the matter, right? Yep, it's it's hard, and you need an athletic guy, you need a space eater, you need somebody who's gonna do the dirty work. And last year, too many times, I mean, this team was historically bad versus the run. If oh. you don't patch that up, historically bad. Somebody who's going to sit in there, get his nose bloodied, and that's why everybody's so attracted to Derrick Brown out of Auburn because they just want a big body who's going to eat up space. We're used to having big chemo and Chris Jenkins chemo. and you know all the big guys that My have been here. Kiyomi. So we just need that's a big okay. space eater that's going to do all the dirty work, and, and I think eventually you're going to find yourself, if you can try to accumulate – 
more picks. And I think by moving out of that seven spot, you might be able to double up on second round as you Man. want to find a D tackle. Let me just pronounce it one more time. Maake Kimoyatu. That's right. I screwed it up the first time. Yeah, we've had some big hog mollies in there, and now they're gone. Man, D. Lou, a bunch of bunch of studs in there at defensive tackle. D. Lou, big buck, Shane Burton. Yeah. So what? What's the fifth round? We'll stop at five rounds. Quarterback. Because I'm going to keep these notes because we. <laughs> okay. God bless America. <laughs> Everybody thinks we're going quarter. They're going quarterback in the first round. Man, I guess. Who knows? Maybe some. You know, it might it might be another D lineman. You know, sometimes you just got to pick multiple picks. Star at and positions. KK were drafted in, in you know, the same one draft. interior, one one edge type of guy that mm-hmm. you know maybe one combine thing didn't go great for him. It wasn't super fast, but he's explosive. He's been right. productive. I, I think that's where you look for production, and you stop worrying about combine numbers. Cut on the film, right? Yeah. And see what he does. Go to the tape. Let's go, go to, to the, the tape, tape because the football has nothing to do lie. with the forty-yard strip in Indy. Has nothing to do with it. So we'll you know we'll play like, football. I'll, I'll keep this list, and uh, we probably the next podcast won't be till after the draft. Yeah, so we'll so check them it'll all be off. a little while. So stay patient with us. And we'll see how wrong we were. <laughs> we <No>. are. <laughs> Hopefully, we're right. I think they could. They, I mean, obviously, they could use a bunch, but it's it is a full rebuild, and uh, they have to they have to put these pieces together. And you just have to trust Tepper and Rule and Matt, Marty's plan. It's definitely going to be interesting. And Tepper, we trust. <laughs> Tepper, we trust. Yes. you have to trust because. He's, he's the man in charge. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition, this off-season edition of the Carolina Line. Guys, I enjoyed your insight. I think I think your list looks good, Kevin. Yes. The draft list. I Have think, they asked I you think, to go in the war room? No, but I, shoot, I'd do it. <laughs> I still watch so much of the 22, all 22. Yeah. I know Al does too. Breaking it down. Um, you, you can't. You can't. You're going to find where those mistakes are. And yeah. I think – this was good. This was good for me because it, you know, doing an off-season show like this and going through position by position, you know, really gives you the state of the Panthers. It's fun, yes. yeah. And, I liked um, it. Got my mind right. It it gets you focused on, you know, it's it is rebuilding, but it kind of I think it resets everyone' expectation level. Yes. Um, I think we're over the initial morning of, you know, hey, a few pieces we can get good again, be in the mix. Yeah. I think those that's that's not in the cards for 2020. But good still, days it are will ahead. Be exciting. Yes. So get your popcorn ready because <laughs> things are coming this way. That's right. It's going to be fun. Until next time, the Carolina Line. Make sure you check us out. Subscribe, rate, review. Give us the thumbs up everywhere you get your podcast. Right, Kevin? That's right. You nailed it. <laughs> <laughs>